In this week's parsha, we have the mitzvah Sfiris Omer. On the second day of Pesach, we are commanded to bring the Omer offering to the Beis Hamikdash, and we have a mitzvah to count forty-nine days from that offering until Shavuos. So, what does the actual word Omer mean? Measurement, as the pasuk says, "Va Omer Efahu," a tenth of an efa. So, usually, any carbon is defined by its essence. A sin offering is called a chatas. A thanksgiving offering is called a toida, and so on. So why is this offering defined by its measurement? So I saw a beautiful idea from the Sefer Be'er Yosef. He says, there's one other time where the, we find the word Omer used in the Torah. And that is with regard to the man that the Eden received in the desert. In Parshas B'Shalach, the Torah states that the Eden were commanded to gather the man and Omer per person. So what's the connection between the carbon Omer brought on Pesach and the Omer of the man? So the Ber Yosef explains that during the time that the Yidin were in the Midbar, they were an easy street. They didn't have to exert any effort in order to attain their sustenance. The man came directly from heaven without any effort from the people. However, after they left the Midbar, when they entered into Eretz Yisrael, the man stopped and they were required to earn their livelihood through physical effort. But this posed a great danger. When a person sees his toiling bear fruit, there is the risk that his reliance on Hashem will weaken and he will say, He will attribute his success to his own hard work. So in order to prevent this from happening, the Torah gave us the mitzvah of Omer. So we offer the first produce of the season to Hashem, acknowledging that only He is the source of our sustenance and not our own physical effort. In the same way that when Hashem provided us with food in the desert, it was clear that it was He who was the only source for our livelihood. Likewise today, Hashem is the one that provides panasa to every single person. The only difference is that now we no longer merit to experience open miracles and therefore we have to exert a measure of physical effort in order to attain our livelihood. Therefore, the more a person believes that panasa is minashemayim, the less ishtadlus he will have to do. And the person that personified this notion more than anyone in Jewish history was our Baal Halula, Reb Shimon Barichai. The Gemara says in Sechtes Brachas, the Pasik says, You shall gather your grain, go to work, earn a livelihood. The Gemara asks, we find a contradiction. Another Pasik says, Day and night you shall immerse in Torah study. So how do we reconcile these two psukim? So Rabbi Shmuel says, Hanik behem, minik Conduct yourself the way the rest of the world does. Go to work. Comes along Rabbi Shimon and he says, Asher Adam Is it possible that a person plows in the plowing season and harvests in the harvest season? If a person is constantly doing business, when will he have time to learn? but rather stay in coil and don't go to work. So this seems to be a monumental machloikis over here. So what is the correct approach? Says the Gemara, Amr Abaya, Many have acted in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel and combined working for a living and learning Torah, and they were successful in juggling both work and Torah. However, Kreb Shimon, Veloy Alsabiadan, many have tried to act as Reb Shimon suggested, and they were not successful. They were ultimately forced to abandon their Torah study altogether. So why did it work out for Reb Shimon and not for the masses? 
And the answer is very powerful. Because Reb Shimon was ready to be moist and nefesh for Torah. He was content with eating boxer and drinking water because he truly believed that Parnassus is decreed from heaven. Therefore, Hashem performed a miracle on his behalf. However, everyone else, it's true they went to Kol every day to learn. But on the way home, they looked in their mailbox to see if the check arrived yet. Reb Shimon lived his life with unwavering Amunah and Betachen. The Gemara in Shabbos relates a story, The Tanaim were gathered in Yavna and had a discussion concerning the upcoming generations of Kla Yisrael. And they foresaw a very dark and distressing future. They predicted a world without Torah and mitzvahs. The Tanaim declared, There will come a time when Torah will be forgotten from Kla Yisrael and people will give up on learning altogether. The great tzaddikim of that time foresaw Yidin in Galas and all the tsars that will prevail throughout the years. And therefore they said, it will be impossible for the Yidin to still be committed to Torah. At that point, Reb Shimon Baichai stood up and he banged on the table. And he said, Chaz v'shalom Torah Israel. That will never happen. It is written, Torah will never be forsaken. Torah will never be forgotten. As hard as Galas will be, and as much exposure as Eden will have to the general population, Limeda Torah will always prevail. Klal Yisrael will persevere. We will always have yeshivas and dedicated rabbeim will continuously teach Torah to Talmidim. And this is the Simcha of Lag Ba'imer. We live with the promise of Reb Shimon. For the last year, we witnessed the difficulties and the hardships that the world was going through something the world hasn't witnessed in over a century. And Klai's role in particular, when our shuls were shuttered, there were no boys' schools, no yeshivas for our bacharim, no schools for our girls. The Tanami Yavna were surely predicting our times. Even though there was no Besmedrish, Torah didn't stop. Despite all the obstacles and distractions, we learned online, we learned on the phone, on Zoom, every which way. And that is only due to the power and conviction of Reb Shem that gave us the strength to continue to learn and keep the Koich of Torah alive. Therefore, it is no wonder why we feel the force of this great day. We live with the words of Reb Shem and it is through his belief in us that we can continue to learn Torah with each other and teach Torah to our children and grandchildren. And now, we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.